0: There's that wonderful psalm that virtually everyone is familiar with, Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And many people have it memorized beyond that. But the question is, is the Lord your shepherd? Perhaps the first question is, what does that even mean? We'll talk about it in this edition of the Another Chance Daily Devotional. I'm Brian Sussman. When we talk about the Lord being our shepherd, of course, one has to look no further than Psalm 23, which is an authentic shepherd's autobiography. It was written by King David. But we can also go to Psalm 78, verses 70 and 72, where we read that God chose David his servant and took him from the sheep pens. God took him from tending the sheep to be the shepherd of Israel. David shepherded them, we read here, with integrity of heart and with skillful hands he led them. So David was indeed, first and foremost, before he ever became a wonderful and great king, he was a shepherd. And God used those skills as shepherd to allow him to be a great king. And what does David say about the Lord? David says, the Lord is our shepherd. Let's, let's go to Psalm 23. Again, this was written by David. It's, it's a short psalm. I'm sure many of you have actually memorized this psalm, and that would be a worthy thing to do. It's just beautiful. I'm reading in this particular study from the New International Version. The, and this is, this is a wonderful prayer. If, if you ever are at a loss of something to pray or a loss of something to say when you pray, this one nails it. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Now, those are the first three verses, and that's one complete sentence. Actually, two sentences. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing is the first sentence. In that, there is so much to learn because the Lord is a wonderful shepherd. When you stray, the Lord is quick to go after you and pursue you because he doesn't want you to be captured by, for example, a wolf. Uh, The sheep are also taken well care of in terms of their coat. If you've ever met anybody who has sheep that they're raising for a 4-H fair, oh, they do such a wonderful job of grooming those sheep prior to the fair. And, And the Lord's in a constant state of grooming us. He wants to get the dirt off. He wants to get the bugs out. He wants us to be pure and clean. And, oh, that's the Lord's desire for us. And he makes us lie down in green pastures. You know, some of us get so busy with the cares of life. Some of us get so busy with, with family, raising kids, being a, a husband, being a wife, being a, an employee, being an employer. We get so busy that I have found in my own experience that there have been times where someone has had to remind me, and, and they're hearing from the Lord, someone has had to remind me, Brian, you need to slow down. Brian, you need to take a rest. Brian, you need a vacation. That's the Lord's goal for us. He wants us to slow down and not get so concerned with the cares of this world and focus on Him. He leads us beside quiet waters. I live near an ocean. And during the, during the winter months when that ocean is roaring, there's nothing really more, more scary Because if I were to go out in the ocean in those kind of conditions, I would be a goner. And to hear the roar of the ocean, it almost sounds angry. But then contrast that to being on a hike in some beautiful mountainous or pastoral area and coming across a nice stream or a brook that's flowing quietly with pure water. That refreshes your soul. And indeed, that's what the scripture says. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Friends, God wants you to be refreshed. He wants you to be refreshed through the power of his word. He wants you to be refreshed with fellowship. He wants you to be refreshed with wonderful Christian music that is focused on Jesus. Goes on to say, He guides me along the right paths for His namesake. He he wants you to go the right way. He doesn't want you to go the wrong way. You know, we grieve the Holy Spirit. And we've talked about this in some of our Another Chance podcasts of late, the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. God has given this counselor to us that comes into our lives, and it's always the Holy Spirit is always available to us for counsel, for guidance, for wisdom. The Holy Spirit desires to lead you along the right paths. And when we go down the wrong paths, and and you know what those wrong paths are in your life. It's very clear. The Bible says we can grieve the Holy Spirit. I mean, think of this wonderful counselor that God has given to us. Being grieved when you go in that direction. Or that direction, because he wants you to be guided along the right paths for his namesake. I'm sure at some point in time you've been in this situation, as I know I have, to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And what I mean by that is you're in the wrong place. You're participating in an activity. You're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. And boom, you are seen by a fellow Christian. Uh, You've been in the wrong place. You're not glorifying his name. And oh, the pain of that being busted. You see... He guides us along the right paths for His namesake, so that in all we do, we will glorify Him. And then there's this next portion of Psalm 23. It's it's verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, some translations have it as the valley of death, or the valley of the shadow of death. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Some of us have been through some very, very dark valleys. And even the memories of those valleys are painful to recall, I'm sure. But I can speak for myself, and I know I'm speaking for many of you, In those dark valleys, when we turn to him, he is ever so present, and he can take that dark valley and turn it into a green pasture, and turn it into a quiet water that refreshes our souls, even in those darkest moments. The Bible says his grace is sufficient, and indeed it is. And that's why David says here, I will fear no evil for you are with me. I recently read through the life of David. Uh, The book of Samuel is is a great place to go to read about the life of David. And my gosh, the dark moments in his life, being pursued by King Saul, being in a myriad of battle situations. These were dark valleys. Some of you listening perhaps have have done real military combat. Those can be dark moments. But for those of us who have faith in God, faith in the one who says, I am the way, truth, and light. No man comes to the Father except through me. We can fear no evil. Friends, it's as if we're bulletproof. In a certain sense, we are bulletproof. They can take our body, but they can't take our soul. We are bulletproof. And therefore, we can fear no evil because he is with us. And as for his rod and his staff, which comfort us, this passage goes on to say, those are good things. It's God keeping us in line. No, 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 don't don't, don't go over there. Just stay stay right over. Just stay right here. Everything's going to be, stay right here. You're going to be good on this particular path. Verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. When I think of a table, I'm thinking of fellowship Uh, Some of the best moments in my life have occurred around a table. Some of my childhood memories of family involve a table. And what are we doing at the table? We're eating. We're enjoying food together. There are smiles. There are laughs. There are jokes. Those are the good times. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Oh, my cup overflows with joy. A cup of gladness. A cup of joy. A cup of the Holy Spirit overflowing in our lives. Surely your goodness and your love. We read here in the concluding verse, chapter 6 of, uh, verse 6 I should say, of chapter 23. Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Friends, God is pursuing you. He's pursuing you with goodness. He's pursuing you with love. And and he will do that as long as you're alive on this planet. So why not turn And take him up on the offer. Perhaps like you've never done before. Embrace his goodness. Oh Lord I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for loving even me. And I will follow you. All the days. Of my life. And I'm not going to follow at a distance. I want to be up close and personal. I want to I touch the hem of your coat, Lord. That's how close we should want to be with our Lord. And again, the last line, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I've had some dreams about eternity over the years. Dreams about being in heaven And I will tell you something. I believe that what we're seeing here, as Paul describes, we see through a glass dimly. I just have a feeling, based on these these dreams I've had of heaven and everything I've read about heaven in, in the Bible, what we're living here is going to pale in comparison to what we will experience there. I liken it to the life in which we live presently. I can't remember everything that's happened to me. There have been some good times in my life and I look back and it's such a distant memory. I can't remember all the details, but I know something good happened. And that's just in this life. Can't remember all of the wonderful things that occurred. And and when I do recount those blessings and those good times my gosh, I don't have a lot of detail anymore. I wonder if that's how it's going to be in heaven. We'll look back on this life and we'll know some good things happen and we'll remember bits and pieces, but I think we're going to be so blown away, so enamored with his presence, so awestruck with his glory, So incredibly filled with joy that this present life in which we live right now really won't matter a whole lot other than he pursued us, he chose us, he called us by name, and we decided to follow him. Friends, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you that you are the good shepherd. Thank you that you continue to pursue us and that your desire is only good for us. Lord, may we just follow you all the days of our life and we so look forward to being with you in eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining me, everyone, on this, the Another Chance podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.